Hey, Allie. Hey, Mary. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's been kind good. of a long Wednesday, but yeah. I'm glad to be talking to you. Yeah. Are you ready to um, discuss some intense short stories? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were crazy. <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> Give me, like, your first overall impression of, of these stories. Okay. I was thinking about this when I was washing dishes just a minute ago. Like, yeah. I think if I, I'm glad that I just now read them slash listen to them now, because mm-hmm. I think like in the past few years, I've learned to appreciate um, like horror thriller, like that genre more than I okay. have than I did as a younger person. So like, yeah. I remember like Jeremy and I, I remember this key turning point. We were watching this scary movie where this guy was like crawling through these air vents right under somebody. And instead of being like, oh my goodness, this is so scary. I was like, ooh, <laughs> creepy. Is this and fun? that's kind of yeah. the same feeling I got from a lot of these Good. stories was like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well done, Edgar. <laughs> you made me right. feel something. Yeah. So, yeah. What yeah, about, what about cool. you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked, I thought they were fun. I thought they, um, of course, there were different, you know, different types of stories, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that, but um, I I think they're fun, just kind of like small, and a little, little capsule of a kind of a horror, but not super, super horror mm-hmm. story that you can kind of almost like break out when you need an interesting, it's just, it's just, they're just, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to say they're fun stories, but they're just kind of make you like, they make you stand in the kitchen and just stop everything while you're listening to the end of them type thing. Yeah. I, what did you, what, why, why did you choose them? Um, that's a good question. I, well, so I could, um, give an answer that's deep and, and, you know, well thought through, but. Mostly I was at the library kind of browsing for um, things that I thought would be fun to read. Mm-hmm. And I saw a, a book, a, a s- small collection of Poe short stories. And I thought, hey, that would be fun. Um, they just, this book that I had just had three of them in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I recorded one and it didn't even make it to the podcast. Oh, wow. But yeah. Why yeah. not? Um, well, I, it was short and, um, it was, I think maybe eight or nine minutes long. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to do a full episode on it and I didn't know if I wanted to combine it, but actually I would recommend that you read it, that other people read it. It's called The Sphinx. The Sphinx. Okay. And mm-hmm, it's, it's maybe four or five pages long. Okay. So it's a quick read. Um, but that's, yeah, I think you would like it. I actually really think you would like okay. it. Um, but it just, it didn't make it. But it, so it had the Sphinx and William Wilson mm-hmm. and then another one that I didn't read okay. that was a lot longer. And um, and then I just kind of discovered, and I had always wanted to read the Telltale Heart and some of Poe's more mm-hmm. famous mm-hmm. works and, that I, and I hadn't read them. So that's kind of why I okay. chose it, kind of random and kind of yeah. um, like a fulfilling something I'd been wanting to read for a while. Well, I feel like for me, that's kind of the one of the points of this whole project is like I went there's all these books that I'm like, oh yeah, that book. Like right. most people probably have read that, but I haven't. <laughs> or, you know, right, it's like right. on a... Or maybe a lot of people haven't, even though it's worth reading. Yeah. So that's, I will definitely be choosing books that are in that category. So, and like, I'm yeah, glad we, cool. I'm glad to have read it now. Like, I don't think yeah. that in my life, 
I would have gone and picked up a copy of the of a Telltale Heart and read it, but mm-hmm, you read mm-hmm. it to me, so there, there you go, there you go. <laughs> and there are so many. Well, okay, so Poe wrote a ton of short mm-hmm. stories that we and we read just a small collection of them. And like I said, the the sampling that I chose was pretty random mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have a back. I had read the Cask of Amontillado before yeah. in high school. And that was, I think, the only one that I had read. So um, I just kind of searched around and chose ones that I thought looked um, interesting. But but all of them I had, except for the Cask of Amontillado, I was reading for the first time, too. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, so they're, yeah, just kind of kind of fun to discover. And there are so many still more out there, mm-hmm. which is which is neat. And he didn't really write any novels, did he? No, um, he had one. one complete novel, okay. I think, but it's not, he's, he's probably most well known, you know, I guess for his poems, mm-hmm. um, kind of epic style poems, but, but he did have a lot of short stories. Um, some, several that we didn't read, he, I think he had three that featured the same mm. kind of detective. Oh yeah. And they, it's kind of credited as the first detective, um, story and it, that character, if I understand correctly um influenced arthur conan doyle to write sherlock Holmes. interesting that's very interesting Mm -hmm. yeah did you yeah yeah um i i i didn't not read them for any particular reason but i kind of thought that three of them would go together Mm -hmm. and maybe a good thing to read in the future yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to tell you a little bit about Yes, po I was just going to say, like, who is this guy? Because I, I purposely right. didn't look up information about him. But Yeah, just leave it in mystery. But I did actually look up, because I, th- I felt like I remembered something about him dying <laughs> in a strange yeah. way. And so I looked up something yeah, about yeah, that yeah. and just read, like, the briefest yeah. thing. And I don't know. I just feel like it's, he's like... Not the first, probably, but one in a long line of, like, writers with tragic early deaths. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I definitely want to know more about yeah. him. Okay. So, he was born in 1809, and he died in 1849, okay. so at the age of yeah. 40. And we can talk a little bit about his, his death um, later. He, um, his parents were actors. Um, they died when Poe was three years old, so he grew up with an, another couple named the Allens. Okay. So that's where the Allen came from in his name. Um, oh, so his, la- his parents' yeah, so he, name was So Poe? he was born Edgar Poe, oh. and I, I'm sh- he probably had a middle name. I don't oh. know. But then he, he grew up with this other couple. I oh. think they were maybe friends uh-huh. of his parents. I'm not sure. So it's um, like they Alan kind of Poe. Had a, I always thought Allen was just like his middle name. His middle name. Well, but he adopted – yeah, so he kind of like – he – um, he had a falling out with at least the Mr. Allen, mm. I think his name was John Allen, mm-hmm. when Edgar Allan Poe was in college. Mm. Um, but but apparently he, I mean, he kept their name, you know, yeah. for the rest yeah, yeah. of his life. So I don't know much about that, that time of his life. But isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? Yeah. So get this. When he went to UVA Charlottesville okay. for like a year. For college, I think he entered college when he was 17 and um, got in trouble with some 
dead mm-hmm. and that's i think why the the falling out happened mm-hmm. with his mm-hmm. with john allen but does that remind you of any story that we read? remind me of william wilson yeah. i believe yeah 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 so but wait a minute. i have a question because in the story of william wilson i googled a little bit about it and it said mm-hmm. that it was like about poe's early years outside of london or something in a school and i was really confused okay. about that because i was like i thought oh. he was an american author so right he definitely was maybe i didn't so, I, like i was yeah i, I didn't read a lot that. about it so i could, definitely could be wrong yeah i didn't read a lot about his early life either he did so after he after college was not successful he joined the military he joined the army and he was abroad some for that but i don't know okay, okay. like where he was and, and what he was doing it yeah okay yeah um, and he wasn't in the army for very long. He was honorably discharged for some reason. I can't remember either. I don't think the U.S. Um, army and was then, really doing much at, in that time. Was it the the Mexican yeah, so war, think, American War, like the Mexican War? Um, potential, yeah. It would have been in the, tw- um, well, not the twenties, I guess, early thirties. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So then, so he got discharged from the mm-hmm. army. And he um, went to West Point. Oh. But he did not do very well at West Point because, and this information, I was reading about it on the website for the Poe Museum in Mm -hmm. Richmond. There are several Poe Museums, different houses that he lived in. But um, he um, basically couldn't afford afford West Point. But but I thought West Point was like, gave you money to go there. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's look into that okay, later. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so in 1831, he went to live with his aunt and his young cousin. He was... Okay. Yeah. So he went to live with his aunt and his cousin in Richmond. Um, or he kind of invited them to live with him. His cousin named Virginia was 12 years old at that time. When she was 13... Poe and Virginia got but, married. But, but, mm. um, yes. But wait a minute, yes, I have a question. Yes. I've always like associated him with yeah. like the Northeast, like New England. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is yeah. he Virginia? Um, like, was he from Virginia? Yeah. Um, I don't remember where he was born. I should have known. But he, he, in my reading, he was tra- like he traveled some between richmond virginia and new york and philadelphia so in up in that area mm-hmm. but i think more southern yeah you know new england okay. yeah um but he did live for a lot of his life in richmond um he started working when he moved to richmond he started working at the southern literary messenger okay. and he was like a, a literary analyst slash editor i kind of guy so so he is like happily married to his 13 year old cousin he was 27 okay, that's questionable but all right Different yeah time and there's the okay. yes well yeah so there um reports of about them you know their close family and friends kind of said they they didn't totally know the nature of their mm. relation like poe and virginia mm. or edgar allen poe and his wife virginia they were married, but they, he always, like, he referred to her a lot as, like, his kind of, like, a sister kind mm. of in that type of way. They didn't have any children. Yeah. Anyway. It, Weird. The, yes. Yeah. 
yes, weird, I think is a good way to describe it. Um, that made, uh, when I first saw that, I was like, well, I don't, that's uncool, but, but yeah. So she got, sadly got tuberculosis, Mm. um, and died when she was 24. Okay. Um, and that was in 1847. Not too long before he died, And there were some, like, right, right. So he died in, um, two years later. And, um, he has several short stories and, of course, his most famous poems, Annabelle Lee and The Raven, kind of talk about lost Mm. and dead maidens. They were, a lot of those were published before she actually died. But she was really sick. um, but she was sick. Consumption. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like even in the, the one about the house, the fall of the house of Usher, when Madeline, Madeline, I don't know, Mm -hmm. dies and like they leave her corpse in the coffin and like it talks about her. She still looks kind of alive in this like, um, can't remember the word that was used but like a uh, like a like they they describe her cheeks as looking like yeah. rosy and it reminded me of, of um in anna green gables well like a later book in the yes. series uh ruby okay. uh, one of Anne's friends yeah is dying of consumption and they are like tuberculosis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they talk about like oh she, she she's taking a turn for the better like she looks so beautiful and mm-hmm. they're like oh that's just mm-hmm. like the the before death glow that consumptives have it reminded me of that oh my so goodness. i wonder <gasps> yeah, if like interesting virginia's illness influenced mm-hmm. that character's mm-hmm. like influence that yeah that's a good question i um that's an excellent question and i was gonna look up i don't know actually when each of the stories that we read were published what years they were published yeah. in but um they kind of we kind of went in order of, I didn't, there was no actual particular order, but um, he started out in his early kind of writing in the 30s and maybe early 40s with the more, um, shall we say, macabre mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, gothic um, stories. And then they kind of morphed into some that were less like that kind of. So um, our one that was published yesterday the mm-hmm. devil in the Bel- uh, belfry that one was a later okay. one um interesting i believe yeah i mean he couldn't have had a uh, super long publishing career since he died at only age 40 no right he was young um interestingly the poe museum website said that he was the first american author to live solely off of his earnings hmm. as a writer isn't that interesting I feel like that he was still poor <laughs> but i feel like that's <laughs> like uh explains his prolificness because mm, like okay, I yeah. mean if you're living by your writing you kind of have to churn them out you know like you don't just like right 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 sit back and wait for an idea to strike you while you're mm-hmm. going about your day job like coming up yeah, with another yeah. idea is your day job you know right right yeah exactly that that makes sense um so that's basically what I have about his, his, what about his oh 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 well let's take let's talk about his death yeah so you were absolutely correct in saying no one knows what happened to him dun, dun, dun. <laughs> i mean he he died so basically he was found in a 
like um not ditch but kind of a ditch outside of like a public yeah. house on October 7th 1949 delirious um had been there for several he had been unheard from yeah. from by his okay. friends um for almost a week mm. i think he was going traveling from richmond to philadelphia i okay. believe um to visit someone i don't remember who (laughs) and so he was so there are many 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 Mm -hmm. theories out there about um how he died but he he died several days after he was found but he never recovered he he was conscious during that time but he was still um very ill so i mean like the theories range from murder Mm. to rabies to mercury mm. poisoning. I love some good medical to being mysteries. Just be, uh, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. Um, he apparently that he always had a really strong reaction to alcohol. Mm. Like he uh, reports of, by his friends and stuff said that he could drink like one glass of wine and be just like sloshed, super drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, as the kids say. <laughs> so. And also his sister, I think that was mm. true of her too. So um, he and he always struggled, I think, with alcohol um, in because yeah. of that, I guess. So um, who knows? Yeah. What do you think? Well, what I do mean, you I think? don't feel like I have enough evidence to say, but I mean, yeah. I, as sad as it is, it almost seems a fitting end to someone mm-hmm. who wrote such strange tales that his life would have such a strange ending. Yeah. And in that way, I mean, like, I don't think it was planned, but what if he planned it? Right. (laughs) Whoa. I don't think that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Well, I kind of have, you know, you think about this with people who just, um, who produce ex like, I don't know, excellent things or they produce a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. like, you know, you could call them geniuses or in, in any type of situation they just kind of go hard at life and so it just kind of yeah I feel like for for him to die peacefully in his sleep at the age of like 90 would not have been his style as just the way he lived his life but yeah that's so true yeah Yeah, you should you should read about um the different kind of theory people have done um, do we have his body all sorts of exhume it I, I, test it yes so yes so some some scientist recently um i don't know how recently this was but within the past decade probably um did do some testing of his i think mm-hmm. hair mm-hmm. some hair follicles and things and that's where one of the i think mercury yeah. mercury yeah. poisoning um because so he had been um exposed to i think a cholera outbreak recent Mm. like just very soon before he died and one of the um not remedies but things that you were supposed to do apparently is like basically drink mercury i mean it was not drinking mercury but it's Mm. something that was supposed to like it was supposed to make you but it wasn't yeah. Right, but it wasn't good because it was, you know, 1849 and they didn't know, they didn't know much nothing. about that type of stuff. So, yeah. Okay, can right. we talk about, about the actual stories a little bit? Because yeah, what in the world? Oh. <laughs> so did you have a favorite? I mean, was there one that was just stuck out to you? I mean, 
Okay, the man of the crowd was probably my least favorite, just because I felt like yeah. it was... Okay, so, my reaction to that one is, yeah. the man in the crowd is not what's interesting here. It's the crazy narrator who follows him around for over 24 hours. Yes, exactly. Like, narrator, right. take a look at right. yourself if you want to see an interesting so, slice of humanity. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, did you read any analysis uh, of that story? What I read was not super satisfying and i didn't read a very much of it okay what was it what 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 was it that you read uh, i deflected the question because i don't remember so, very well my brain is tired. okay well what i what i no you're good what i read and this is just very briefly but he um supposed to be kind of like the man in the crowd is like the type kind of of the narrator mm, so the yeah. narrator is actually himself the true okay. criminal like the the what does he say at the very end of the man in the crowd? He is, he is the true. He is the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, because, and I don't know if this is just a very surface level interpretation, but if you think about it, he is the narrator has, yeah, has followed this mm-hmm. guy without supposedly quote unquote, without being seen through literally empty <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. alleys, which I, I, you know, but I guess that's maybe that's the point that he's, that's that's who the actual yeah i mean i think sorry. as a person i think there's a <laughs> no, i think there's a moment in that story where like i can't remember exactly what the language is but where you're led to understand okay maybe the narrator is mm-hmm. the old man right. um right. but like the analysis i read was like the narrator is exploring the subconscious self or something like something like the nature of consciousness i don't know it didn't it wasn't like oh it was it seemed really abstract i guess which i mean is fine i just wasn't i I guess feeling in a very abstract mood (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 the rest of it's like um people being cut up and buried and under floorboard so that's kind of a different yeah (laughs) so I thought it. In- well, it's interesting oh, because if that narrator was supposed to be himself, I mean, if the narrator was following himself, mm-hmm. then that's kind of like William Wilson because. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like he was following. Because they're like, but like, oh, it's right. just interesting that Poe. I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of like the narrator was always an interesting, often an interesting character yes, in the yes, story. Yes. Yes. Which, yes. Yes. I totally agree. I mean, I guess is not. I just thought that was a really noticeable similarity. Yeah, I did too. So they were all mm-hmm. like I stories, you know, and I played a big role. Right. That we and always. Then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but except the devil in the belfry, that was more of like an impassive third person. I thought um true no well yeah that's true i mean it was still a narrator telling the story but it, it wasn't like wasn't it seemed like he was just kind of real the narrator himself wasn't perpetrating the yeah like, but like the narrator crime. was usually yeah. like <laughs> that one who did the action like william mm-hmm, wilson stabbed mm-hmm. the mirror slash himself like the narrator in the cask of montiato like bricked up the wall right he is holding the narrator yeah, yeah, yeah. in a telltale heart killed the old man is not crazy. not i am yeah not, i'm not insane because if yeah. i was insane could i tell you this so normally could could i hear all these yeah. voices would i be hearing these crazy voices <laughs> if i weren't <laughs> yeah um right <laughs> I, I feel like i'm missing one but um i'll look at 
the fall of the house of usher i mean, I mean he's a little bit more of a side character he, he's more of like yeah i would say like in the capacity of a witness yeah, but he does not escape getting sucked into whatever kind of malady is, you know, afflicting the main characters. Like, in the storm mm-hmm. kind of scene, you know, he's describes that, the narrator describes that he is now experiencing what his friend mm-hmm. Roderick Usher experiences. Mm-hmm. But that kind of gets lost in, it gets overshadowed by the events that ensue and then i guess he just kind of as he runs away he's brought back to normal yeah again, to be but, honest i I, yeah. I think the house of usher could i could do with a re-listen to that one because i the other one i don't know for some reason whenever it came out i just wasn't able to like get in the mental mood to listen to an edgar Allan poe story mm-hmm. super well but when i yeah. did and then I saw it, so because of that, I listened to it in, like, fits and starts, like, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. And I felt like sure. I couldn't really, some parts I wasn't really following. Like, did the house fall apart at the end? Like, um, did it, it just it, yes. splits down the middle yeah. and, like, It cracks. just, like, yes. Very Edgar yeah. Allan Poe, I thought. It, 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 the tarn is a lake kind assumed. of thing. And it falls, it falls into, into the tarn. The, the lake. I feel like that's as, just, like, straight out of a cartoon. It. Like, it could be, like, an animated, like... <laughs> scooby-doo episode like with dark clouds and like a dramatic lightning bolt yeah but we're yeah exactly and i mean i don't know if this is a an accurate statement or not but did not those the cartoon images that we have in our mind kind of yeah come from yeah like tropes arise from somewhere and he is probably an early source of that yeah definitely yeah yeah um did you have was there one twist that surprised you the most in a story um that i mean the twists were what i really enjoyed about them so i'm like smiling while i'm remembering like all the moments that Mm -hmm. i felt um just i feel like the man in the crowd didn't have as much of a twist the yeah okay so just going through the twist william wilson he is himself and he stabs himself slash Amir slash himself. Okay. That right. sort of surprised yes. me, but I was like, okay, I'm here for yeah. it. And then <laughs> uh, a telltale heart. That one didn't really surprise me. It was just like, what? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it surprises. It, it shocks the reader. And that is just so um, uh, like honest or I don't know what's the word yeah, that I'm thinking like of straightforward like, um, or like yeah matter yeah, of fact yeah. I guess about this deed this terrible yes, deed. matter of fact um mm-hmm. yeah I and then the cask of Amontillado I was like oh no oh no buddy no no, no. <laughs> oh, what oh you act oh you actually <laughs> what why why did you do that and then dad said something <laughs> interesting about that I was talking to him about it and he said well mm-hmm. the uh, Fortunato represents post alcoholism and he's walling it up to because it's like to protect yeah, the family, but honor. then I looked up, yeah, he said, but then something. I looked up analysis of it, and it's according to like more scholarly analysis. I didn't again go super deep into this, actually. Um, 
Montressor represents alcoholism, and Fortunato is Poe being locked in by the alcoholism, uh-huh. which is so much darker. Like Dad's interpretation was like really hopeful, but and then like right, yeah, a good it interpretation. Is. Dad's interpretation, and then Dad. like, yeah. In that's if that were true, then it's like oh, and then like it took a turn, and like the alcoholism got out, mm-hmm. and it won the battle mm-hmm. at last. But in the other interpretation, where Montressor is the alcoholism. It's just, it just is just sad. It's like it's just a sad yep. story with a sad yeah. ending. If if it is alcoholism mm. that killed him, right? Um, and then yeah. I'm trying to think. That's um, fascinating. What was the other one? I mean, the devil in the belfry. Like I was just chuckling. Like, <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, like just yeah. The... So we need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about it because what? Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I gathered as before I read it. It is a you know a satire of um, well, it specifically hones in on kind of like Dutch yes. culture, but um, apparently, and I don't know how accurate this is, but something I read said that at when Poe was writing this, Martin Van Buren was president of the U.S. And so, you know, it may have been kind of like some poking some fun at, pokes at yeah. At they him. were like yeah, I saw some and whatever that was that going on like at the time. Things like nuances that modern readers would miss, but that were like poking yeah. fun at him. And I totally believe that that could be the case. But so, if even if you set that you know aside and we just look at it, I the the most simple analysis that I read was that it's there's a it's it's like kind of satirizing the order the kind of it was like um, I, what i read was like chaos putting on the pedestal of order arriving into an ordered system a previously ordered system basically yeah. and the devil represents chaos and like right. just the image right. of like the clock striking 13 is so surreal mm-hmm. and strange mm-hmm. I, I mean i liked that it was but like all the yeah. descriptions it was like and he was describing like a porcelain statue or something like the whole town was like Mm -hmm. right like it was unclear like is this real is this not real like yeah yeah I thought it was such a different I mean obviously it was such a different side of Mm -hmm. Poe it was more Um, playful it was it was (laughs) what time is it Um, it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) there uh, (laughs) yeah I um and so the you know how they like say the well, so, like the Dutch mm-hmm. numbers, mm-hmm. they're like counting. Those aren't. That's not real Dutch. It's just him making uh, fun of. He's just saying what it would probably. <laughs> he's saying like twelve. Yeah, I mean that's just like. <laughs> so it's anyway, like English and Dutch accent like that's funny. Exactly. I didn't really exactly. That. Exactly. Yeah, I I had to. I mean, um, I don't look speak it up Dutch, so because I was yeah. curious about that. Yeah, I know. I was gonna ask Anne if she would translate, but I didn't. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought it was a it it. Yeah, I'm glad you chose I, it. I thought it was fun to like see that side see of more. You know, a very different mm-hmm. side and right. And it's still so. Even if we're not reading in the 1830s or 40s, it's. Um, I think it's still the the moral of the story quote mm-hmm. unquote still rings true because like when there's um the town council is passing mm-hmm, res- mm-hmm. resolutions and they like the three resolutions like, i don't remember specifically <laughs> yeah. but they're like nothing will ever change what's 
is right now is how yep. it always yep. should be. And there's nothing that's worth discovering anywhere else uh-huh. outside of the I town. Know, I noticed that too. I, I, like, I mean, yeah, that's still how yeah. it works around right, here. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably okay, always and will, the cabbages. But... Like, what? I'm just... <laughs> Like, I don't know if there's supposed to be a deeper meaning, but it was just hilarious to me that I they, like, no idea. sculpted, yeah. like, they, they had, like, decorative cabbage imagery. <laughs> <laughs> and the the women on their shoes, their ribbons. Yes, yes, I love that detail. On their shoes. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. And then, yeah. He's funny. Yeah. Like, he's and, okay, funny. and then I was going through the endings and the twist. I forgot the fall of the House of Usher. And so, like... Oh, yeah. That one gave me the most feeling of of spookiness. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Much. Much spook. spoopy. The like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just the how I was listening to it, but I just felt like, I mean, the woman, like, I don't even know exactly. I couldn't really retell the story, but like, it just was like terrorizing, like terrifying. Like, oh, right. Like the dead, like when and, she, and, she wasn't dead yeah. and then she was like, I don't know. Was, yeah. I liked that one. Right. I like the oh, end. Like I felt like yeah. the ending kind yeah. of made that one because I felt like it kind of dragged at the beginning, and I was like, "All right, like." Oh yeah, it was kind of this? boring, and there were all those words. Okay, that, and like, yeah, did the brother confusing? Uh, Usher, did he like purposefully? No, I don't think so. I, I, I not that I didn't think that he did as I was reading it. Like, you mean purposely like put her alive? Yeah, bury her when she was. I think that he was either he he did not know or he was like his, deluded whatever affliction yeah. he was yeah yeah was like made it yeah i don't know seem like she like he was doing the right uh-huh. thing but but i mean the narrator was there and he but he never saw he was... her like he saw her walk through the room at the beginning and then he said he never saw her again like he wasn't really right. around to like verify yes she is dead. Usher right, was just true, like, my sister has now. died. Mm-hmm. We're putting her in this right. crypt or basement or whatever it good was. Point, so. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Um, this is funny. Do you, Okay. Do you have a um, favorite new vocabulary <laughs> well, word I know that you, asked you learned? Well, I you to be thinking about that, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't pull one out. Sorry. What That's about you? Okay. Um, well, I, um, the word phantasmagoric Mm. is very, Mm. very Mm Poe to me. And it does, if you look up kind of what it means, it means like basically a million different things that are all just like fantastical Mm -hmm. kind of like in the, something in the extreme. And it has more precise meanings than that. But, um, and just texted just texted me while mm-hmm. as we are speaking and she said her these are just her thoughts as she's been okay. listening and one of her thoughts was poe likes the word <laughs> phantasmagoric which is funny and he does i think he uses it pro profusely pro- and prolifically yes um yeah i um, mean uh yeah nothing specifically stood out to me i mean he definitely it was kind of a shift from cranford to poe but i got used to it because like he oh had, yeah absolutely like you had there was one you were like that was the longest sentence i have ever read <laughs> oh my goodness yeah like cranford elizabeth gaskell <laughs> was definitely more just like co- common every day like it it wasn't really mm. 
flowery much more I, dialogue yeah, yeah, has much more dialogue yeah um yeah so, anyway yeah I, you know i was thinking about that i um elizabeth gaskell and poe were um yeah. contemporaries at some points of their mm-hmm. life she was actually um, a little later do you think that yeah she, she yeah, was she she published cranford in about 1850 so i guess they were writing about the same time okay okay yeah do you think that they ever read each other's writing <laughs> um I, my first gut reaction was no but i don't know she was pretty well connected to literary circles and i don't know how yeah. much Who knows? pose writing was like respected in england but i mean you know she she was dialed in so maybe yeah yeah i think that the i think that the ladies of cranford would have been yes, shocked yes and it horrified. definitely seems to me it seems almost like really surprising to me that sh- they are contemporaries because yeah, he seems yeah. like su- he has such a more like edgy feel about him right and i i guess since it feels edgy now it must have been like super edgy then or maybe not i don't know but i just it's almost like more mm-hmm. modern in a way where, but but her book yeah, is such yeah. a look Feels to the modern. past so it like cranford is like it was published in 1850 but it was really more hearkening back to the like 1820s 1830s and that's kind of the decade that those old ladies were stuck in so i think that makes sense that it's like right a right split timeline kind of yeah yeah that does make sense well yeah go, can i leave you with one yes and then fact. i have something i want to talk to you about real fast okay great um so cl- Interestingly, I just found this as I was researching. Claude Uh W.C., you know, the he, yes, right. He worked on one act Mm. operas of two of Poe's short stories. Um, He never finished them. He worked on them from 1902 to 1919, um, or 1917, actually. Uh, Guess what? Do you have any guesses of the two? They were both two that we read. It kind of surprised me. Mm, operas, one act. I mean, Casca of Amontillado. Okay, Tell Tale nope. Heart. Oh, no. Nope. William Wilson? Yeah, no. <laughs> House of Usher? <laughs> yes, so one of them was of the House of the Usher. House of mm-hmm. Devil from the Belfry? Of yes, the- good Peter. job. I would like yeah. to see that offer. I know, isn't that funny? I know I would, I would love um, it. <laughs> but there, somebody the that I work with, uh, I've been talking to him about these as they've been com- coming out because we like share a room part of the day, and um, mm-hmm. he had read some of these in high school, I think, and so I was like, okay, like my sister's doing Poe now, and so we were talking about it every day, and um, he said that at Union last year somebody did or at some point his freshman year or something they did uh, uh, like some theater students did one act plays and one person did a telltale heart as a one act play and oh my like goodness. the main that he said the guy who played the narrator like killed the role and was so creepy but then they also had a oh. third character which was a woman and she represented like part of the narrator's psyche and they would like talk to each other at certain yeah, points which sounds what? really cool that's I crazy know. yeah it does i'd like to see that i mean i don't know the the old man probably didn't have much of a role he just like looked with his vulture eye and then right. died with <laughs> his eye yeah 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 okay there are some details and i know we probably don't want to even get into this but 
there were, I don't know if this struck you, but as I was reading, and I, I listened to some co- other podcast kind of commentaries okay. on Poe, and they were talking about this too, that um, they're just details that if you kind of put a, they sound awesome and they create a very striking picture or feeling in the reader, but if you put kind of a my, mm-hmm. you know, magnifying glass to them, they actually make no sense at all. Like, how do you dismember a body without right. getting a single drop of blood anywhere? Or, and then be able to sit in that room and never know that it yeah. happened. Or like, there was, um, in The Fall of the House of Usher, one phrase that he used, um, mm-hmm. the narrator uses is that he like, moved, like he kind of like sh- sh- shoved if you will, usher from away from the window at the storm with, then this is a quote, a gentle violence, hmm. which literally is impossible. I mean, what's a yeah. gentle violence? Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense, but it, it all kind of, huh. yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But, but a, um, a, we still enjoy yeah, the stories. I mean, I don't think you know? realism was really what he was really focusing <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Have you read oh, The right, Devil of the right. Belfry? I know you have because you read it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a yeah. proposal slash request. I was wondering if on our okay. discussion episodes, if we mm-hmm. could, the end, reveal the next book that we're reading. <gasps> yes. I would okay. love that. Yes. Okay. I want to know. So the book I'm reading is... The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. <gasps> no yeah. way. Well, I've never read it. I, but I've heard about it. And one reason, I actually said this in the first episode, so you'll hear it again. But like, uh, I read C.S. Oh, sorry. My microphone just, well, okay. I read C.S. Lewis's um, Space Trilogy last year or part of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I actually like led a little discussion group at school for that. And um, Ooh, nice. so I was doing some research about like Lewis's inspiration for writing and he said, yeah. uh, or he, he said, you know, back when he published it, that he was influenced by HG Wells because HG Wells was really, was publishing a lot of science fiction in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And it was like very humanistic and kind of like humans are the salvation of the earth. And CS Lewis's response was kind of, he called it theological science fiction and um mm, interesting and so i just was really interested to like experience hg wells's right work and i think the time machine is his first i didn't mm. realize this but i think it's his first published work um and oh, wow. you know i thought like okay time travel whatever but it's pretty interesting like the story i will warn you it starts oh, off a little know. slow but okay okay and it's pretty short the whole book is like oh i'm here (laughs) the whole book is like 112 pages long so it will only take like a week to listen to it but um i like well one night i was like reading and reading and i had to stop recording because i was like making so many mistakes because i was so tired but i just wanted to keep reading because (laughs) it was i wanted to see what happened but like it just gets oh wow like i would just say just stick with it the first few chapters because like it gets weird <laughs> and interesting and like <laughs> little yeah. like and kind of creepy and spooky in a, in a fun way so okay okay yeah, okay good I, you know i love science fiction but i've never really delved into um i don't really older don't really science fiction or science original fiction. science fiction oh yeah i i mean i enjoy you, science fiction do, yeah okay. there there you go this is not i mean i know yeah. you like fantasy in general 
but I mean, yes, yeah, and and also like more classic kind of fantasy. But yeah, like what science um, fiction do you like? I like science fiction. Well, I like the um, whole oh, Ender's yeah. Game mm. series. You know, those that are kind of like they get a little bit yeah. crazy. Um, I actually have never read the C.S. Lewis Space mm. Trilogy, but I'm have been wanting to read them for domain. a long time. I don't uh, understand I don't British know. copyright law, and I don't know if it applies in America or oh, not. Oh, yeah, that's a good I've been trying to Google it, Ooh. and it's... I, do I need to consult a lawyer? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with things I am confident right. are out of uh, copyright. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to be run off the internet or anything. Yeah, that would be sad. I'm enjoying reading these books with you, so... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for yeah, the time machine. Well, I probably won't record the last part of it until tomorrow night because I'm. I thought I might do some of it tonight, but I'm. I'm kind of talked out. But um, fast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to experiencing yeah. it with you. I might. I might actually listen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that seems so lame to like listen to my own you should. episodes, but I you might should. listen because like that no. way I can stay fresh and like remember <laughs> the story. But there you um, go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Thanks for thanks for reading me well, these this stories. Was fun, I Allie. very much enjoyed it. Well, of it course. definitely made my like early mornings I did too. They were both fun. creepier and more like, fun <laughs> than the last week. Well, I'm glad. So, I guess. I guess I hope to do the same Good. for you. I make Yes. All right. I Good think night. you will. love you. Look forward to it. Bye, I love you.